podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to another special edition of the 1012 Podcast. I am your host, as always, Philip Slavin. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we did one of these where essentially, with the way our regular schedule works, sometimes it gets hard to cover big stories in the Big 12 and give them enough time to really to really talk about them properly. Uh, in, in the case of the the situation with Kansas basketball, that's, that's kind of where we are. You know, it's, it's hard to fit a real conversation about what's going on, the, the potential for the future, and, and make sure you understand all the details in one of our normal episodes and still talk about football. So uh, we have another special edition today, and, and we do have a guest who is much more familiar with this than, than I am. Uh, our good friend Brian Ralph is back on the show for the first time in, in quite some time. Brian, uh, Brian, welcome back to the 1012, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, college basketball's got probably the longest off season of any sport. It 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 feels like a long season, but then it feels like an incredibly long uh, off. It's it's weird, man. It really is. It's been like six months. I know, and it's you know it's kind of one of those things you kind of go away from a while, and in a normal year, a lot of people kind of forget about it, and there are plenty of things to fill the void, especially when football comes back. But. Uh, Adidas and Kansas kind of keeping everything in the news. Well, I mean, the whole FBI case has kept college basketball in the news. Obviously, yeah. we we know that something's coming for NC State. Uh, Georgia Tech was hit with a postseason ban, which is, you know. Which was weird. It's Georgia Tech. Like, they weren't going to make the postseason anyway, so whatever. Um, but this is, I mean, this is, the NCAA said they had six schools that they were going to announce that, that, that there would be uh violations announced for well we knew there'd be mm-hmm. six programs the first one was nc state uh kansas has become the second um i, I have a feeling oklahoma state is going to be among them but we can talk about that if when that happens obviously the big one right now is, is kansas and, and i want you to kind of walk us through just just where we're at right now and kind of how we got to this current situation yeah so this all kind of started and this has played out outside of the courtroom with 
Silvio De Souza and Billy Preston in Kansas's recruitment of those players. Kansas has dealt with NCAA, I, I guess, potential penalties with those two since those two got to campus. Um, and a lot of these allegations, they got charged with, with three level one allegations, including lack of institutional control, um, an indictment on, on Bill Self um, and his kind of overseeing of the program, um, along with um, illicitly funneling money, money to a player in Sylvia D'Souza. Again, these, these allegations are things that came out in court, but are also things that, from a Kansas perspective, have been in the news since Billy Preston and Sylvia D'Souza showed up on campus. The allegations weren't necessarily anything super, super new other than the tie with Adidas funneling, uh, essentially funneling players to Kansas with Kansas's knowledge as uh, some text messages between um, Adidas rep and, and Bill Self allegedly show. So the part of the court case, obviously this is tied to TJ Gasnola, who's who, who, if I remember correctly, worked for Adidas. Uh, and yep, he's kind yeah. of, he's the guy that, um, I've read a bit about him. If, if if you want to know a guy that that comes across like he's probably you know dirty, like for lack of a better term, he is a bag man. Yes, that's a, that's a he has a history. Let's just say that. Um, yep. And if you think that he has suddenly changed his ways and these are all just you know this is just a witch hunt, <laughs> okay. Um, I've, I've I've got some I've got some ice. I'm gonna smell, sell some some Eskimos. Let's just put it that way. Um, but he, and this is where the crux of all this to me kind of, the, the fight between Kansas and the NCAA is going to come down to, is that on the record in court, uh, Gasnola said that Bill Self in Kansas had no knowledge uh, of what he was doing. Basically, Gasnola went ahead and just fell on the sword for Kansas and Bill Self and said that they had no idea this was going on. Now, let's, be, let's just all be blunt. Let's all have a, a frank conversation like intelligent uh, human beings and say that, that that is that we have no proof otherwise that that that's kind of BS. Um, the idea that Kansas had no idea what was going on is ludicrous. Let, let, come on. Um, but that is all just conjecture. That's all what we think and we assume and we can we can make those educated guesses based off of what all we know. But at this point, there's no smoking gun when it comes to Kansas. So the Go ahead. The biggest, the biggest smoking gun that the NCA has that they're going to try to use uh, are some text messages that um, the FBI got as evidence between Gasanola and Bill Self. Uh, Self wrote to Gasanola that he's just happy with Adidas, and then just got to get a couple real guys, like big time recruits, essentially inferring, if you want to look into it, that Adidas needs to help Kansas get a couple of really good players, and then. Later, uh, they were texting about keeping each other happy. Self said, that's how it works, especially at UNC and Duke, referring to Nike helping UNC and Duke get guys. So anybody with their brain can essentially infer that Self is talking about Adidas, using Adidas to help get some really good recruits, and Gasanola agreeing to it and, and saying that's definitely what they're going to do. Um, he even made a point, this was after Kansas re-upped with Adidas, recently after the last contract that the contract essentially put Kansas at the front of the line for players that Adidas was going to try to help funnel to their programs. Now, again, 
anybody with a brain can essentially infer that that's what they're talking about. And the NCAA is going to, I think, look at those texts as if they want to hand out punishment of, of any sort of uh, severity, that's going to be what they point to. But from a defense perspective and a bill self perspective, as they've said, there's not the quote unquote smoking gun, as you said, with this, there's the gun and there's smoke, but there's not necessarily smoke coming out of the gun. There's not a, a text that says, yeah, we funnel him this much money so he could go play for you guys kind of a deal. It relies on inference, and that could be a technicality that Kansas uses to essentially skirt some of this at least. Yeah, so it feels like Kansas's defense here is going to just be plausible deniability. Like, you, yep. you know, you, the, those texts don't prove anything. Um, again, Gasnola on record in court said that Kansas and Bill Self didn't know anything. So, so right now there is, as you said, as we've said, there's no smoking gun. There's no, here is, here, here it is. Here's that one email text document that proves that this is what that 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 both sides were in on this. But I, I am curious. You know, the NCAA is not the FBI. It is not a. Mm-hmm. It's not a court of law. It, it operates outside of all of that and on its own. So, look, kind of looking ahead. The NCAA can kind of do whatever they want. What what kind of case do you think they actually have against Kansas? Well, they have a, a decent case in terms of evidence and things that have already been found um, partially through some of the NCAA stuff and mostly through the FBI and stuff the FBI has now turned over to the NCAA. But there are two distinct trains of thought when it comes to this, and I think that's one of the reasons why this the – situation pertaining to Kansas specifically is so compelling from just a, a fresh perspective, right? You have a school who seems to be linked to paying for players through a shoe company that sponsors the school and their athletic programs, in this case, basketball program. In any just blind scenario, when that happens, normally you're going to get punished and punished severely. The head coach is going to get punished severely and you would expect that to happen. However, as we all know, the NCAA traditionally has not punished Blue Bloods with the same severity as they have uh, lesser programs. You brought up the Georgia Tech sanctions earlier. The Georgia Tech sanctions came from uh, a former Georgia Tech player, Jarrett Jack, uh, NBA player, bringing Wendell Carter Jr., who was a recruit at the time, ended up playing for Duke, who's in the NBA for the Bulls now, um, taking him to a strip club and, and paying for things for him there. Sanctions coming from that, and then a, a, another booster providing maybe a couple hundred dollars in benefits to a couple of Georgia Tech players when they were on campus for a short period of time until their head coach, Josh Pastner, found out about it, kind of ended that relationship. But they ended up getting that postseason ban and four years probation for what many would consider to be very minor infractions, especially compared to what's going on with a school like Kansas. But the Traditionally, uh, Kansas is not going to get the same level of punishment because that's just the way the NCAA operates, and Kansas has more of an impact on their bottom line than Georgia Tech does. So a lot of people took the Georgia Tech sanctions as saying the NCAA is going to be uh, stricter and has sort of ramped things up here, in which case you should be very, I don't want to say afraid if you're a Kansas fan, but kind of expect a hammer to come down if you fall in that line of thinking of the NCAA has... I guess started to take this seriously now, so to speak, now that the FBI is involved sniffing around. And if that's the sanctions they gave Georgia Tech for some infractions that are very minor by comparison, 
you could be seeing something much more severe, uh, and Bill Self could be hit with something much more severe. On the flip side of that, most of these allegations involve, as I mentioned earlier, Billy Preston and Sylvia de Souza. Kansas has sort of already dealt with these a little bit. Billy Preston never played for Kansas because they were investigating uh, how he came into having um, the car that he did when he was at Kansas and never suited up for them because they were concerned about his eligibility. So Kansas is fine with that. And Sylvia de Souza sat out for essentially two years and just got cleared by the NCAA for his matter of a guardian accepting payment in order to uh, attend school, which is the same thing that's going through the FBI right now. And he's essentially served his penalty. So in that sense, the NCAA could also go to them and say, well, you've already sort of handled this in the way we would want you to handle this, punished yourself, so to speak. Here are maybe some fines, maybe suspend Bill Self for a couple games and kind of wash your hands of it and say it's done. There's not going to be an in-between with this. Either Kansas or the NCAA is going to view Kansas as having dealt with it and these specific issues already, or they're going to drop the hammer just from an optics standpoint. So I, I, I listened to the uh, the Ion College Sports Podcast with um, Matt Norlander and Gary Parrish, and, and they made a mm-hmm. point that I started looking into, which is interesting, is that there are some newer people at the NCAA mm-hmm. who are aware of the, the reputation that the NCAA currently has, especially after everything that went down with North Carolina, um, that that they go too light on blue bloods. And, and it's their record is what it is you you, yeah, it, you it's, slap it's, the blue bloods on the wrist and anything um, if you're not a blue blood they will i mean destroy your program they will they will tear mm-hmm. you down so that you can't get back up almost but that the new kind of faces of the NCAA are, are aware of this and are looking for the opportunity to fight back against that and they feel that they have the the best case to do so in this situation with schools like Kansas um, and with uh, eventually, let's all be honest, Arizona, which is yeah. which their their notice of violations is coming. They will be one of the six and, and them and Kansas, it feels like are going to be the two that they make an example out of. If that's really the direction that they're trying to go is a you're no longer above the NCAA. Um, so and you've, you've kind of talked about this, but if you had to make a guess. How hard do you think they're actually going to come down on Kansas on this? My guess is they go more towards the lenient side. I think the most stringent punishment will be directed at Bill Self. I I do think that they'll look at the situations involving DeSouza and Billy Preston and essentially consider those a wash because Kansas did go about those the right way. Preston didn't play. Uh, unless they can prove that Kansas somehow funneled the money to him to buy a car and, and some other permissible benefits, um, that could could be a problem. But there's nothing necessarily new that shows that. And Preston, and again, they, they, they should have done with Preston. He didn't play. The DeSouza thing was out there, and Kansas handled it the right way, and he's now cleared. So the NCAA, I, I think, is going to view it as they've dealt with that matter, and Kansas handled the really Preston matter the way they should. The other – the connection is going to be how they feel about the Bill Self Adidas relationship, particularly with Gasanola. I, I, I'm going to stop short of saying they're going to hit Bill Self with any sort of show cause penalty that would cause him to essentially be out of the sport for a while and, and have him lose that Kansas job. I understand the whole new NCAA type thing, but I, I, I can't see them coming down so hard um, 
on again one of their blue blood programs because it, it hasn't happened before. It's not something they've done. I think they can make a show of strength without essentially banning self for a while. And I think that's going to be what they try to do. Maybe they hit him with uh, a significant suspension and hit the school with some fines. I, I, I would see that, but I wouldn't see self being hit with a show cause penalty or there being any sort of um, significant postseason ban, so to speak. Just as a fan, man, it, it you know it used to when this kind of stuff came down, coach is gone. Like that, mm-hmm. and, and it, that it still feels like when you when you have programs who are doing the kinds of things that these programs are accused of, you know, it, it coaches should be gone, programs should be insufficient, and, and really the coaches should take the brunt of this because you were the one in charge, and the idea that you didn't know what was going on, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I know Louisville, and the, you know the quotes that Paterno yeah. had no idea what was going on in his own program, but that in and of itself should tell you all you need to know about why Paterno should have been fired. Um, Whereas now, you just see programs and coaches almost saying, "Do your do your worst, like come at mm-hmm. us." Uh, there's no reason to believe that Kansas is going to do any sort of self-imposed punishment, um, unlike you would normally see. There's not going to be a postseason ban. You're not going to see scholarship reductions. Um, you see the, the Kansas's chancellor, uh, Doug Gerard, coming out and standing firmly with self self release mm-hmm. statement. Hell, they put out a video. Just this past weekend with Bill Self wearing a T-shirt with the biggest Adidas logo you've ever seen on it and a gold chain necklace with a dollar sign logo on it. Like just a giant middle finger to mm-hmm. the NCAA. And this is so contrary to the way used to th- be, things used to be. But anymore, you know, you talk about Georgia Tech. There, mm-hmm. What they did, were, what happened there were some minor infractions, really. And yet... This is what they got hit with. And you could almost argue, and I don't I don't like saying this because, you know, I have a daughter, I want to raise her right, but anymore, you're almost better off just lying about it. Look at LSU. Look at Will Wade, who's just lying. Oh, exactly. And still and, and said not under them and has his job. Now maybe he won't in another year or two, but still has his job. And it's 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 really frustrating as not just a fan, but as someone to watch this and go, This isn't the way it's supposed to work. When you cheat, you're supposed to get fired. If I cheat at my job, mm-hmm. I'm fired. But when you're good at coaching college basketball or college football or whatever it is, it's frustrating to watch these guys lie. And that seems to be the almost the more the better option to do because when you go tell the youth the truth, you get hammered by the NCAA. And when you lie, it's like, eh. Well, a lot of it has to do with how successful these coaches are, right? Because if Self did not have the track record that Bill Self does, I doubt Kansas stands behind him. And- this strongly and i speaking of will wade i think the way he still has a job and was reinstated i i think served as a somewhat of a blueprint for this and other programs who may go through this with the fact that we don't need to necessarily printfully do anything we need to wait and see what the ncaa does and I, I think you can even come um at it from the unc standpoint as well because i mean that was as egregious as anything that's gone on recently and for them to get hit with no punishment certainly serves an example of just waiting to see what the NCAA does because nobody knows, right? You don't want to, you know, preactively, preemptively punish yourself and, and potentially cost you something when maybe you didn't need to. Uh, you know, they suspended Will Wade, LSU did, for the NCAA tournament, and they still made a Sweet 16, uh, lost to Michigan State, who ended up making the Final Four, but Will Wade wasn't on the sidelines for that game. And things may have been different, and LSU may have made that Final Four run 
instead of Michigan State. Arizona, everything came out with, about Sean Miller and DeAndre Ayton, you know, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. And a lot of people thought Arizona should have acted then. And they've sort of, you know, taken a back seat, stood behind him again because he's a good coach and are kind of waiting to see what the NCAA does. I, I think one the FBI has done has allowed schools to sort of wash their hands of it from a certain standpoint and say, we'll let the legal process play out, let the NCAA do their jobs. We're not going to do it for them unless we want to. For, like, for instance, UConn and, and, and Kevin Ollie, UConn was looking for any way possible to get out of that contract because they were just in, in the tank. And so they found a couple extremely minor violations, fired him for that, right? You're not seeing Kansas do that with Bill Self. You're not seeing Hill should do that with Will Wade. These are programs that are happy with their coaches and in a perfect world want to keep them. And they'll go to perform against the NCAA, especially a school like Kansas, who the NCAA hasn't traditionally punished those kinds of schools as, as bad. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating to watch. It really is. I, I know fan bases are going to want to come to the defense of Kansas or Arizona or any of the other programs and say, well, you, you don't have, you know, you're going to argue semantics. That's fine. You want to argue that there's no true proof that Bill Self knew. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a leg you can stand on. And, and it's technically not inaccurate, but man, that is a weak leg to stand on. And it's just, it's just so, it's so frustrating. And, and, and here's the deal. As, as big as the story is and as big as it's going to be all season, I, I do, I don't think it's going to affect this year. Although I could argue Kansas has already lost one player. And I, I, I have to wonder if that is a byproduct of what's going on here. And I am curious if the biggest effect from this, unless it's until it's wrapped up, is it's going to make it harder for Kansas to recruit right now. Because if you're another program, you have this as an option to recruit against Bill Self in Kansas. Of This is what they're doing. They're cheating. Um, you don't know what's coming down for them. You may go to agree to play, especially if you're a, a one-and-done guy like Kansas brings in. The kind of player mm-hmm. Kansas brings in. You, you could go to Kansas. You could also go for that one year, and your one year have no shot at the tournament. But that one yeah. year, your head coach isn't even going to be able to coach you for half your season. Um yeah, they can get some guys who just love Kansas and some guys who, who just don't really care. Um, but I, I am curious if the recruiting is going to be the biggest hit Kansas takes over the next two years. Well, we already saw that a little bit this year. I know Kansas has a lot of guys returning and didn't have necessarily as many needs or holes to fill in the roster, but they didn't get a top 50 guy in the recruiting class. And that's, you know, Kansas can usually count on having one, two, maybe three guys that are up there, usually, you know, a five-star or two, so to speak. But they missed out on a lot of those top guys. Again, it, it can't look at it in a vacuum, and there weren't as many holes and openings on their roster. So there's a good, you know, the guys they were going after didn't see that as a great opportunity for them to come in and, and play a big role right away. So that certainly plays an impact as well. But you have to think that these potential sanctions, anything coming down from this looming, uh, played a role in that as well. So let's let's just project – Three years from now, because I feel like within the next three years, this should all be done. All the the violations for every school has been been announced. Um, the fights have ended. Punishments have been have been handed out. What do you think the Kansas program looks like three years from now? The same. I I, I think self is still there. I think they will have recovered 
from any sort of um, fines, suspensions, maybe maybe a postseason ban. Uh, but I, I think in three years, it's it's still very much the same. They're not th- that school is not going to get rid of Bill Self over you know a one year of some sort of, of sanctions or things. And the way they're staying behind him too. Uh, the only way they're going to get rid of him is if the NCAA issues a show cause penalty, and I don't see that happening. And as long as Bill Self there and he's able to kind of keep things going, a direction it's going, which there's no reason to think he's not going to, right? So as long as he's there, I, I think they'll they'll be relatively the same spot that they're that they're in now. So I do want to wrap on this. You know, they, they said the NCAA did say there were six schools will be facing, um, you know, level one violations. Obviously, NC State was the first to get mm-hmm. uh, to be told. Kansas was has been the second. We expect Arizona to come at some time. Um, this does feel like it's kind of tied to the assistants who were found guilty or who pled guilty in one way or another. One of those obviously was Lamont Evans, who was the assistant coach at Oklahoma State for a year under Brad Underwood, and then for a short time under under Boynton. Once the once he was named, he was let go. As Oklahoma State is another Big Twelve program, I am curious: Do you think Oklahoma State is going to be one of those six? And, and how severe, how big of a deal? Would Oklahoma State be facing? Oklahoma State could be facing, I think, a, a more crippling deal just because they're not in a position where they can withstand any sort of sanctions, right? They're, they don't have that same structural base that a school like Kansas does, that a school like Arizona does, even a school like NC State. They, they don't have that. It, it would be something that I think would keep them at the bottom part of the Big 12 for the next, you know, three to five years. And essentially, they'd have to bring. Uh, you know, I don't think Boynton survives that, and they have to bring somebody else in to do this whole rebuild thing all over again. I, I think if they are one of the six, they would be, I, I think, one of the last ones. I think Arizona, I think LSU are certainly on deck. you got to look at Auburn as well. They had an assistant suspended or uh, arrested, uh, Chuck Person. Um, USC was also mentioned in this. Oregon was mentioned in this. There, there are a lot of schools that – were mentioned that are not going to get hit so it's, it's it's definitely not a guarantee that Oklahoma State gets hit and there are I think a bigger more egregious offenders for them to go after like in Arizona and LSU uh, as a sidebar I think NC State got it first because theirs was very cut and dry and none of the people involved in their problems which were um, Adidas funneling some money to Dennis Smith Jr. none of the people associated with that are, are still with the program so that's something you can sort of wash your hands with really quick and punish the people involved and not the school and everything's fine. Oklahoma State, uh, if they get hit, if they get some sort of letter of um, or notice of allegations, it's not going to be until I think the, the very end of this process. I think there are other schools ahead of them in line, so to speak, and it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't get anything at all. Man, as an OSU fan, I sure hope that's the case. It's, it's tough to see – it's just to see the haves be able to basically get away with it, um, mm-hmm. suffer for a short term, and then keep on rolling, and then watch the other schools who don't don't have that built up, don't don't have what Kansas and Arizona and Louisville have, um, and and suffer more greatly for it when they yeah. often are the ones who are less the offenders than the big ones. It's a different game. It's a different game. Brian, you are awesome as always. I, I really appreciate you coming on. And this, it's, it's interesting. This is a great first time to have you on before the oh, season starts here just in, I mean, a, about two months. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Obviously, you're writing up great basketball content before the season tips off. So do me a favor for everybody who wants to check out the work you do. Where can they do so? All the season preview articles. We'll have season preview articles on every team. Um, some more in-depth on uh, breakout players, things to watch, things like that on bustingbrackets.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at bralph33. It's B-R-A-U-F 33. As I said, Brian, always appreciate it. Look forward to uh, the season getting closer. We're going to have you on and talk plenty of Big 12 hoops that doesn't revolve around violations and sanctions and just Let's about hope. players. Let's hope. And Shaka Smart potentially being fired. <laughs> <laughs> Hot seat watch. Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show. Five stars, please. It helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us in an email. That's 1012podcast, T-E-N, number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.